door and slammed it onto his head. I knew he was not pleased. Well, Mom said after the kitchen door closed behind Dad and Carl, I think that went well. Then her face turned serious. I refuse to lose another son to this farm. From the moment they could carry a bucket, my three brothers were hostages to the milking schedule. Each morning they woke up in darkness and pulled on their overalls. Boyer, the eldest, had a room in the attic. When he was twelve, he got tired of sharing his bedroom with Morgan and Carl, so he made himself a nest among the rafters. He hammered together a crude wooden ladder to climb through a hole in the hall ceiling. When he was fourteen, he built a real set of stairs. That narrow attic room was so cold on some winter days that you could see your breath. Boyer never complained. The room was his sanctuary, and those of us privileged enough to be invited in, to share his company in the books that eventually filled every available space up there, envied the world he'd created under the eaves of the farmhouse built by my grandfather. I was the only girl, and so had a bedroom to myself. It had been Boyer's room before I came along. If he ever resented me for it, he never showed it. Every morning, Boyer was the first one to make his way down the enclosed stairway to the kitchen. He would go straight to the front porch where he pulled on rubber boots. And every morning, at exactly ten minutes before five, Boyer let the kitchen door slam behind him to let everyone know he was on his way to the barn. In the early darkness, he and Jake, the hired man who lived above the dairy, herded the cows in from the pasture. Morgan and Carl were never anxious to begin the day. Most mornings, my father would holler up and threaten his youngest sons with ice water. Morgan was two years older than Carl, but the two of them were inseparable. Once, Morgan stumbled down the stairs, wiping the sleep from his eyes. We knew Carl would not be far behind. My brother's morning parade was as regular and expected as my mother's prayers. Mom prayed at every occasion. At each meal, we bowed our heads. Every night after the milking, she gathered us all together in the parlor. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. She led the rosary while I knelt beside my brothers on the linoleum, trying not to fidget. Every Sunday, before he started his milk deliveries, my father dropped us off at St. Anthony's. When his route was complete, he picked us up. If the weather and roads were good, he headed back into town for a later mass. Mom would return with him, attending twice. She said nothing about his sporadic attendance. She knew the farm came first, before church, before friends, before family, before anything. Still, he joined us every evening for rosary in the parlor, and when my parents went to bed, I often heard them murmur prayers in unison. Prayers were not all I heard. The open ceiling grates that allowed heat to rise to the second-story hallway also allowed the noises of the night to drift up. I'd hear the slow groaning of springs as they climbed into bed, and sometimes the rhythmic creaks and muffled animal sounds, followed by a few moments of silence before the night filled with my father's snores and my mother's sneezes. It was not until years later as I watched my mother hold herself together during the days following my father's death, that I realized my mother gave three stifled sneezes whenever she was holding back tears. 
I don't think my father ever realized it. He seemed as oblivious to her nocturnal wanderings. Often, deep in the night, I would hear my mother's footsteps as she left their bedroom. Sometimes, when I was a child, I crept down the stairs on the pretense of needing to use the bathroom. If Mom wasn't sitting at the kitchen table with a cup of tea and a book, I went searching for her. I tiptoed around in the dark until I found her, either in the sunroom behind the parlor or out on the front porch, staring into the night. Once I'd located her, I slipped back upstairs before she realized I was there. I never once heard my father get up to ask her to come back to bed. Years later, after my father died, my mother told me that she'd never seen my father without his clothes on and that he'd never seen her fully naked. I imagined my mother behind her wardrobe door...